Hello, my name's Stephanie. You may know me better as Moving Forward, Looking Forward from Instagram or Facebook, which has now been shortened to MFLF to make it a little bit easier. I firstly wanted to begin by saying thank you to everyone for your continued feedback on my podcast so far. It's great to see that I am helping people, which is exactly what I wanted to do. And I'm also surprised to hear that some people listen to my podcast during their park run. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know how I do park run without my music, to be honest, because I actually run to the chorus as opposed to the verses and, and the continuous song. But whatever floats your boat, if hearing me talk during your park run helps you, that makes me really, really happy. So today I'm covering the third component of what has helped me over the last 17 months on my health and fitness journey. And that is consistency. So the first two topics were food. And the second one was exercise and consistency definitely applies to food and exercise still, but I really think that it's a component on its own and I'll explain why. One thing I have learned to accept, which has definitely helped my mindset and frame what I have been doing over the last 17, 18 months is the fact that A, it starts with me. My health and fitness is my responsibility. I can go out and blame this person for making me feel like that. I can go out and feel resentful for that person for doing that, which then resulted in me doing this, which is the reason why I am today. But there's no point in doing that. It starts with me. The changes that I make as a result of whatever's happened in my life, start with me. The other thing that I have learned to accept, which sounds blatantly obvious, but it's important to revisit it as many times as you need to, is realizing that you didn't wake up the way you are right now. So tomorrow you're not going to wake up the way you want to be. And I'll let that sink in for a little bit. I was 243 kilos at my heaviest weight and I'm now hovering around 160 kilos. I wasn't 243 kilos yesterday. So why should I expect to wake up at my goal weight tomorrow? And once again, it sounds really obvious, but I think when you're trying to lose weight or get fitter or get bulkier or whatever it is your health and fitness goals are I think we're all looking for a quick fix and I think we've probably all tried one of those quick fixes and if that quick fix worked you probably wouldn't be listening to me right now because you'd be happy at your goal weight with your big muscles doing whatever it is you intend on doing when you get to your end result. So I think that's really important to realize that A, it starts with you and B, you didn't wake up like this. It took you time to get there. So it's going to take you time to get to where you want to be. And that's when it comes down to doing it daily. And that sounds once again, blatantly obvious, but you're not going to get results by being perfect on a Monday 
and then on a Tuesday throwing it all out the window and then the Wednesday right I'm going to try again I'm going to be perfect today but then on the Thursday not having a go and trying your best so it's a matter of doing it daily and it's a matter of waking up going right what am I going to do today to tackle my health and fitness goals what am I going to do today that's going to get me closer to where I want to be and when I wake up in the morning I don't think it now but I used to when I opened my eyes I used to think right what's on today and first I would think about what I was doing for exercise and the reason I don't do it as a manual process now is because I do it automatically so this morning when I woke up Monday yay Zumba day oh my gosh I love Zumba I'm so uncoordinated but it is (laughs) so much fun and I get to hang out with my friends and we get to dance and I feel like an amazing Latin dancer and I feel like my hips are made of well jelly that doesn't make it sound really good does it (laughs) but on a Monday I know that I've got Zumba Tuesday morning I'll wake up right I've got boot camp and it's sort of realizing that doing it daily you're forming those habits which is what I talked about when I spoke about exercise in my last podcast so having a, a daily routine that incorporates the things that you need to do to get to your final goal is what I mean by doing it daily another thing that I found that helps with consistency is tell people what you're doing you don't have to tell everyone you don't have to go and go online and create an Instagram account and show everyone what you're doing and show them your exercises and things like that tell the people that surround you tell your closest friends tell your family tell your kids And do that so that you get their support. And being open about what you're trying to do will help you also put in your mind that you're wanting to be healthier. And you'll find that some of the things that you say to these people will sink into your mind as well. So, for example, well, everyone knows what I'm doing because I broadcast it to the well. But if I didn't have that platform where I was showing people what I was doing and how I was doing it. I would go up to my best friend and I'd say, hey, guess what I just did yesterday? I started focusing on eating better. So if she saw me eating chips or she saw me eating a Big Mac or something like that, I would hope that she would make me accountable and going, look, Steph, I thought you were starting to eat healthier. Oh, yeah, I am. Oops, I forgot. You know, something like that. So not that they're going to be, hmm, how do I put it? They're not responsible for your choices, but by telling other people what you're doing, you're being accountable. You're letting people know, right, this is my goal. This is what I want to do. And you can ask them for support. You can say, look, will you come for a walk with me or will you help me look for some healthy recipes? So by telling people your plans then that's going to help you be consistent because people are going to know what you're doing one of the other things that I found really helpful over the last few months is to remove negative influences I mean detoxing your life of people who don't make you feel good and I don't mean going out and 
going through your friends list on Facebook and all right I don't like that person because she said that I don't mean that And, and if you want to do that by all means do it but I'm talking about some of the things that we look at online I guarantee you that if you are on Instagram for example you've probably got that person who pops up every day showing their hard rock abs and their salad or their tan body with their really plump lips and their magical fluffy eyelashes I'm all for feeling good about yourself and I'm definitely not having a go at people who have tans or have lip fillers or get eyelashes but what I'm saying is that if following something like that doesn't make you feel good about yourself and it makes you feel insecure then unfollow them and I think that when I look at the list of people that I follow on Instagram They're all people that are working toward amazing goals and they're all doing it in different ways. I've got a lot of people I follow who are following a healthy diet and exercise. I've got people who have had weight loss surgery and are still following a healthy diet and exercise, but they've got that extra tool. I've got people who have had plastic surgery. I've got people who are bodybuilders and people who are doing bikini competitions. I've got a whole range of different people that I follow, but every single one of them makes me feel good about myself in some aspect. And every single one of them, I can look at and take something from what they're doing and apply it to my own life. So that's what I mean by that, by removing the negative influences, is by surrounding yourself with people who make you feel good. And if it's not possible to remove some of those negative influences, say if some of those people that I'm speaking about are family members or partners or work colleagues, then start looking at the way you deal with these people. So if you're at work and you have your salad and the guy next to you has his packet of chips and his chicken parma and offers you a chip, just say, look, no, thank you. And he might find that he offers it again because he's wanting to test your ability to say no. And when I get those opportunities, which I've had plenty of them, um, (laughs) probably my most memorable one, was when I was at work and I was taking minutes in a meeting and there were these amazing looking scones sitting right next to me and this guy I worked with kept offering them to me and he offered them to me oh gosh probably five or six times over a period of a couple of hours it was a challenge I am surprised I did not give in to having one of those scones that were scones with jam and cream and butter And oh my God, I can still smell them (laughs) when I talk about them. But I said no. And you'll find if you're anything like me, when you start saying no, you almost feel a bit rebellious. It's like, no, I don't want your scone, even though I secretly did. But you become really stubborn and you're saying these things because you don't want to have them because you know it's not going to help you get to your goal but you're also saying it because you feel annoyed at that person for offering you these things especially if they know what you're trying to do and try and better your life and I think that's where telling people what you're trying to do really helps but you will find and this is another topic on its own 
you will find people in your life that want to sabotage you and sometimes they're the people who are closest to you and I speak from personal experience and I also speak from a number of the messages that I've received from people who inbox me talking about how they've got people in their lives who sabotage them but I'll chat about that in a completely separate topic Finding things that motivate you are also ways of helping you stay consistent. So I do a couple of different things to measure my progress, which is definitely something that will help you stay consistent because once you start seeing results, your mind is going to start feeding off those positive feelings you get when you feel good about something that you've done. So I keep track of my centimeters and I keep track of the standard ones. So I keep track of my neck, my bust, my arms, my waist, my hips and my calves and my thighs. And when I see that I'm dropping centimeters, I get really excited. I actually have dropped a lot more centimeters than what I have weight And one way I track this progress is without numbers. I know that may sound really weird, but the first time I measured myself some months ago, I used a tape measure. And then after that, I started using wool. And I did that so that I could see the drop in centimeters before I actually saw the number. That really helped me because, well, I have got quite a lot of weight to lose as you would know and seeing that my hips were nearly two meters at one point didn't motivate me at all it didn't make me feel good about myself so by using the wool or yarn whatever you prefer to call it I was able to take the negative thoughts that I had in my head about that number and just see it for what it was in a visual so whilst I knew it was still close to two meters I wasn't seeing those numbers and therefore I wasn't feeling negative about it so I found that for me it's about changing the way I do things to help me feel better about what I'm doing which then helps me stay motivated which in turn helps me remain consistent because I know that when I've weighed myself for example and I've put weight on I feel really down. I feel miserable and annoyed and I start thinking, well, what's the point? I worked out last week and I ate carrot sticks and I didn't have bread, but hey, I put two kilos on. And I'm sure you've been in that situation or you may know someone who's been in that situation, but some of the people that I've had messages from have actually inboxed me and have said, right, I weighed myself and I'm stopping now. There's no point anymore. And it's really sad to see when people focus on that particular weight alone, weight, because it's so, it's such a huge variable, especially if you're female. Too much information. I'm sorry, but when I get my period, I normally put five kilos on. And That's one reason I stopped weighing myself weekly was because week one, I'd be amazing. Week two, I'd be awesome. Week three, not so good. And it is hard. It is hard to see those numbers and then continue on your merry way doing whatever it was you were doing when you see that you've put on that much weight. So it's a matter of changing how you look at things and changing the way you measure your progress is definitely a way 
of helping you reach those goals. Another thing I do to measure my progress is I take photos. I take a lot of photos. You don't have to share them with anyone. You can just keep them to yourself. But take a photo of yourself in your underwear. Side on, front on, and if you're clever, try and get a back shot. Also take a photo of your face. And you can then use these as shots to compare along the way. Like I said, you don't have to show anyone. I do. I I like to share mine because I know that I'm helping inspire people. But I did a couple of months ago share a photo of my legs and my stomach, which was really hard for me to do. And I'm so glad I did those for a couple of different reasons. But I'm also glad that I had been taking those photos whilst they were really confronting to begin with. My stomach, as you guys know, I call it my fat, but fatty apron, mama pouch, overhang, whatever you want to call it. My fat was down to my knees when I first started. And my fat was a lot lower than that when I was 243 kilos. It was covering my knees. So when I took that photo to begin with, it was it was really hard <laughs> And I didn't actually quite know if I would ever share it. I didn't know what I would do with it. I'm just really glad that I had it because it's really helped me see how far along I've come. And I did choose to share it, but you don't have to. So take photos of things that you can track your progress with. One I really wish I'd done was my hands. I don't have any photos of my hands, but when I look at photos where my hand is in it, my fingers have turned from fat sausage fingers to... hmm, semi-fat sausage fingers (laughs) I've still got a bit of weight on them but they're looking they're looking great I have taken photos of my feet because I had really bad problems with swelling in my feet to the point where I actually used to take diuretics years and years ago but the swelling in my feet was unbearable at times and if I'd done a lot of walking I often ended up having to lay down with cold face washes on my feet to try and reduce the the swelling and the pain it was oh my gosh like when I think back to it now knowing that my ankles are like a normal size right now and I'll go for a run later and they'll still be a normal size it's really hard for me to remember back to when my ankles were the same size as my calves and that was hard But that's another topic in itself. But definitely take photos of every part of your body. And even like things like your collarbones, depending on how much weight you've got to lose, obviously, and depending on what your focus is. Mine is weight loss and and health and fitness. But take photos of your shoulders. Take photos of your biceps, your forearms, your calves. Take photos of everything because that's going to help you be able to measure your progress and stay consistent because you're feeling motivated a couple of other things that I know people do and these are probably common things is they find a goal outfit I've got a pair of jeans that I'm hoping I fit into properly in the next few months I do fit into them but I'm not comfortable in them and I don't think they look good on me so even if they do end up fitting me I may not wear them out because I I want to look incredible in them, but I'm not I'm not feeling it at the moment. Another thing that people help find them keep consistent is by having an event. 
to be aiming to be amazing for, such as a wedding, a party, a school reunion. Yes, I'm going to go to my next school reunion. I haven't gone to any of them, <laughs> but that's another topic in itself as well. Um, I, I think that having any of these things is going to help you achieve where you want to be a lot quicker because you've got these focal points. You've got these things that you can keep referring to and having photos of them help. So having that goal outfit hung up, having a photo of what you used to look like may help you if it makes you feel down don't do it but if you put on a bit of weight and having that photo of you when you were smaller helps put it up on the fridge put it up in your bathroom put it somewhere where you're able to see it and and that may help motivate you understanding that it's a daily process is something that I've already touched on but that's a huge thing knowing that you've got to do it every day every single day day and obviously I have a couple of days off I have a few cheat days I'm not perfect and I hope that no one thinks I am because I still have pizza I still have wine I still have chocolate I've even had hot cross buns but I haven't had a whole packet of hot cross buns and I know that one hot cross bun is not going to hurt me and that's a huge thing as well is knowing your limits knowing what you can and shouldn't have splitting your day into three is something that I've touched on but it really helped me at the beginning where I try and ensure that I get at least two parts of my day perfect so I would split it up into morning afternoon and evening and I would aim to get two of those parts of my day perfect and I mean water perfect and food perfect so if I had a great breakfast a relatively bad lunch and a perfect dinner my day was a success. So working out different ways of measuring your success and doing those sorts of things will help you stay consistent because you're setting goals that are achievable rather than saying, right, I'm not going to eat anything bad for me today at all. You may be setting yourself up to fail because you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself and you're saying to yourself, right, I'm not allowing any room for error at all. And that's not fair. That's not fair to do that to you because that will make you feel as though you need to muck up and I'm afraid that's the way the mind works in my experience anyway and I didn't tell anyone I'm not a doctor or a personal trainer or a psychologist at the beginning of this podcast but I'm not so I'm not giving you professional advice at all but I'm just speaking from my point of view if I put too much pressure on myself I find that I crash And I crash really quickly. So I never wake up in the morning and go, right, today you are not going to have a piece of chocolate. Because if I do that, all I can think about all day is is chocolate. Taking it step by step, one foot in front of the other. That's what it is. It's doing the small things daily and consistently and on repeat. That's what's going to help you reach your final goal. And like I said at the beginning, it starts with you. It starts with you realizing that it's up to you. And it's still, like I say, when I say that out loud, even though I've said it out loud a couple of times now, it is hard to take responsibility for where you are. It's hard to accept that you are where you are. It's also hard to imagine perhaps that you can change. That can be confronting 
thinking, okay, well, I do want to do something about where I'm at, but I don't really know what to do and it's all too much. And that's something that I've felt a number of times. And that's why breaking it down has really helped. Not doing everything at once is a good idea. And when I started my health and fitness journey 17, 18 months ago, I did go cold turkey and I did do it quite quickly, but I don't know what made me feel that I could do that that day. I hope everyone wakes up feeling like that if that's what you want. But tackling things one at a time is definitely a good way of doing it because once you master one thing, then you can go on and master the next thing. But that's another topic on its own, talking about tackling things and making them smaller things rather than bigger things there's a book that I was given when I started a course at the beginning of the year and it's called mindset changing the way you think to fulfill your potential and it's by Dr Carol Dweck I hope I've said that correctly And I just wanted to read this one quote from that book. And I'll put a link up to this book as well. I haven't read the whole thing. I've read bits and pieces of it. And I found it really helpful. And it's all about changing a mindset. Obviously, that's why it's called mindset. But it's a way of working out how our abilities and talents can bring us success and how we approach our goals with a fixed or a growth mindset. So it's understanding those different mindsets and it works on a personal and a professional level. So obviously I'm reading it just because I like it, but if you're wanting to focus on work things and it can help you with that as well, rather than just your own personal life. But the quote that I wanted to read, it's a short one. Did I win? Did I lose? Those are the wrong questions. The correct question is, did I make my best effort? And I want you to think about that at the end of each day when we're referring to consistency. Did you make your best effort to be consistent? Did you try as hard as you can? And when you ask these questions and answer them, don't be hard on yourself. Don't think, oh, well, I could have run an extra 200 meters or I could have drank another cup of water. Don't look at it like that. Right. I ran a K and oh my gosh, I was amazing. And I drank six glasses of water today and that was awesome. That was the best I could do because I was rushing to the toilet all day and I needed to go to bed and I knew that I'd be up all night if I kept drinking. Look at the positives in what you're doing. Look at the positives in your best effort. And don't compare yourself to others. I'll talk about that in a whole podcast on its own. But when you look at your success, when you look at your best effort, it needs to be your best effort, not mine, not anyone else's, but it needs to be yours. And if you're improving that 1% each time, if you're getting that little bit better each time then you have a think about how much you will be able to achieve in that time if you aim for one percent improvement in those aspects of your life in a hundred days you're going to be a hundred percent better and that's a really good way of, of thinking about things when you've tried something and you may not have done as as well as you think think to yourself well did I do better than I did last time and even if you started something even if you attempted it again 
yeah, you've done better because you've tried again. With that, I wanted to thank you all for listening. And if you have any questions, comments, feedback, ideas of what you'd like me to talk about, please feel free to get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Moving Forward, Looking Forward and the same on Facebook. And I have got my email address here, which I said I would have. This email address will change because I'm developing a website. But currently the way to email me is Steph. So S-T-E-P-H. M for Mary, F for Fred, L for Larry, F for Fred at gmail.com. So it will read Steph, MFLF at gmail.com. Feel free to get in touch at any time. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. I hope you have a great morning, afternoon, evening, wherever it is you are in the world. And I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Take care.